This segment presented by Busey Bank. He's one of our favorite college football journalists of all time. Dennis Dodd of CBS Sports now joins us. Uh, he has been all over the Big Ten expansion and the future of college football. Uh, Dennis, the humblest of welcomes. And let's jump right in with, with some honesty. My fandom has increased lately, and Mike and Brad can back me up on this. I wrote a manifesto in July predicting the Big Ten will eventually include six former Pac-12 teams when it's all said and done. And, sir, your reporting indicates that remains a very strong possibility that my guess is correct. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I really think it's it's up right now. The whole thing is in the laps of the Big Ten presidents. If they if they want to do this, if Kevin Warren, the commissioner, can convince them to do this, then it's going to happen. Um, they really hold the levers. Now, I'm not sure it is, but Kevin Warren continues to push this as his initiative to really – I don't know what the word is. He calls himself a disruptor and a change agent and all this other stuff to really take over college sports. If you think about it, 20, at least 20 teams academically and athletically, maybe the best ever conference. Um, the implications for the tournament, for the expanded college football playoff alone, forget the money, are are, are massive. So, uh, and I think that's part of the reason why he's doing it. I mean, you know, we can talk about the, not the abuses, but, the presence of money in the system. It, it just is guys. It just is right now. One of the things I think is interesting is when the presidents are looking at this, obviously you've got the revenue from the potential TV deal, but what about the research side? When you look at the money that a Stanford generates, um, is there any chance that the presidents would say, okay, you know, the, maybe the TV doesn't add up perfectly, but the dollars on the research side, which is even bigger than the TV dollars, is that something that they're considering? Or is that something that, that you know, us sports people should just stick to sports? No, you raise a great point. I think the fact that um, Stanford and Cal would be in the mix helps it sell to the presidents in that every school in the Big Ten now, except Nebraska is an AAU school, which is... The American Association of Universities, if people don't know it, it it's a century-old um, organization of elite research universities. Uh, and it, you basically have to have a teaching hospital, blah, 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 attached to your school. And in the if you, if you you can Google the list, it is very elite. Stanford and Cal are on there. I think Oregon and Washington are on there yeah. as well. Yes. So it would be everybody but Nebraska, who, by the way, lost their accreditation, still the only school in the century old history of this group to lose its accreditation a month after joining the big 10. So yeah, that would be a big piece. <laughs> Probably Scott Frost. <laughs> no, 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 no. The irony is I, the irony is Jim Delaney got up there in Lincoln and said, you know, talked about the great academic match for the big 10. And then a month later they're, you know, they're uh -huh. Kansas state. <laughs> Oops. Um, yeah. Those in fact are the four teams that, um, that I think in the year, but you look in the year 2030, we look back and I think those four teams, um, Stanford, Cal, Oregon, Washington, uh, join USC and UCLA as kind of a Western, you know, division, if you will, of, of, of the expanded, um, big 10, um, how important is it? Is, is it any concern at all that you do need to have other Western partners? Um, obviously you need to have the money there. You mentioned again the AAU, um, you know, affiliation with with uh, the research uh, side of this, and that's big for the Big Ten presidents. But um, at the same time, you know, in terms of the, the the dollars making it happen, you mentioned that Amazon is still very much in talks with the Big Ten that they 
you know, they actually put out a pretty good package. The Big Ten turned turned away from. Yeah. Can they make that work? And and it sounds like you're about a week ago. You had a column saying, "Hey, these other four schools are very much in play." If Kevin Warren can get the Amazon thing to work out, yeah, I think if he can get a number from Amazon that is palatable, that satisfies the presidents, then he can do it. But that's a big if, you know. I I was told industry sources told me that that number is somewhere south of a hundred million for those four schools. So you're talking about less than $25 million a year for those four schools when the other 16 are making 75, maybe 80 million per year. So the question then becomes, well, two questions. Uh, does one of those st- tech giant streamers, Apple, Amazon, some other you know entity, want to get in on the ground floor for content that is not going to be great? Uh, Apple, Apple teamed up with uh, MLS for 10 years because they get the whole league and soccer's huge. So they get the whole league. Um, the Fox deal with CBS and NBC is the top, you know, the top content. Uh, whoever buys, if they buy it, whoever buys that, those four schools will get fifth, sixth, and seventh choices every Saturday, and none of them will be Ohio State, Michigan, or Penn State. So you have to think about that. But the long-term play may be we're in the ground floor. This is an investment. The next time this comes open. And it's only a seven-year deal. That's a blink of an eye in, in media rights that, you know, we could be a partner and get in as an equity partner. So, and don't forget that according to a report from Sports Business Journal, um, uh, Amazon outbid the other suitors for the pa- for one of the packages and did not make it because of number one, visibility, the, the presidents or whoever were worried about their team's you know, ability to be seen by people um, and distribution. Uh, people don't know this, the entire, the hundred percent of the U S isn't wired for hard cable yet, uh, to even get this. Mm -hmm. I don't know what the number is, but I I was told like Morgantown, West Virginia, isn't wired for this. So that's another thing to think about. Yeah, that, that is interesting. Would it, two questions on a follow-up, is there an escalator clause in the existing Fox, CBS, NBC, um, deals that if, you know, four more teams were to come in, do those, do the, do the networks maybe pay a little bit more? Um, That's the first question. And then the second question is, even though you would have a lesser uh, degree of games, you know, with the fifth, sixth and seventh, do you think the novelty factor, at least for the first seven years, you know, would be enough to offset that? Because, you know, the bottom line is, is, is maybe Washington and, you know, Indiana is not a huge sell, but it is something that fans really haven't seen much of. Yeah, that's a good question because you're balancing the fact that the likes of Indiana, Purdue, Minnesota, what have you are against this because of what I just mentioned. We want, we don't want our games on, on streaming because streaming hasn't hit yet. I just mentioned how hundred percent of the houses aren't wired yet. Uh, The big 12 on the other hand had in their last deal, uh, went with ESPN Plus for a lot of their content because they had no, there was not enough eyeballs to launch a network. So that was the best play for them. Um, so yeah, uh, and, and I think your other question was about, um, what was your first question? The esc- the esc- would there escalator be escalator clause. Clause? Yeah, to my knowledge, this would be a separate deal. Fox and okay. ESPN are against expansion. They're all but screaming it to the Big Ten. Uh, because this, they think this kind of devalues the product. If there's a separate contract set out there for those four teams, um, 
Uh, but I, but again, that doesn't preclude the Big Ten or Kevin Warren from doing it. In 2016, the Big 12 was looking at expanding basically the four teams that they brought in last year, uh, Cincinnati, BYU, UCF, and Houston. And they eventually ultimately didn't do it because they didn't want to antagonize ESPN because there was an escalator clause in that contract, which amazingly enough basically said if the Big 12 brought in any four teams that they wanted, they would get a billion dollars more money over the course of the contract. In other words, $250 million per team. Hmm. And look where that got them. Uh, ESPN sure. went and got helped help get Texas and Oklahoma last year. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Well, let's look outside of, of Pac-12 teams going to the to the Big Ten. Um, you know, there have been a number of other schools that we heard rumblings of uh, Notre Dame, North Carolina. Um, even heard Miami, um, Florida State doesn't really fit the model in terms of the research with AAU. Um, but what other schools are you still hearing of some possible conversations um, regarding the Big Ten? Uh, well, there's really no uh, no others in play. You got to look across the country. Mm-hmm. Unless Notre Dame wakes up tomorrow and decides to join, um, that's it. You know, that ain't happening. Um, I don't think there's any desire to get any ACC to conference and they can't find any holes in it. It's ironclad through the next 14 years. You basically can't leave without the conference owning your TV rights. So if that's the case, then I don't think there's anywhere else. I don't think there's anywhere else the big 10 wants to go. I don't, I don't think there's anywhere else where they have to conquer the world. I think if they get these four, then the big 12 gets the four corner schools, Arizona, Arizona state, Colorado, Utah, and then, then the story becomes that's the end of the PAC 12. What does that look like? Uh, again, Fox and ESPN are, are really against this. They would rather have a Pac-12. Number one, it's stability in the market. And both those networks, all of them like cost certainty. Um, number two, I think ESPN wants a crack at, um, really wants that fourth window, which the Pac-12, if nothing else with those 10 teams right now owns. And by the fourth window, I mean late night. We yep. can all make fun of Pac-12 after dark. But what people didn't realize that was that did a number ratings wise that was better than the alternative, which was infomercials at that point or whatever. I mean, right. you take your point. I mean, Saturday Night Live's on, but it but it was worth programming whatever the, the Pac-12 had at that point um, to show. So that's I think that's why they want to keep it together. And that's why this is really teetering on the brink of, uh, of the Pac-12 going away. Yeah, and I keep thinking that if you look at the attractiveness of having, again, it's a bad way to describe it, but a Big yeah. Ten – Pac-12 battles, you know, at, at 10 o'clock at night, I see a lot of us Midwesterners staying up another, yeah. you know, watching another game because it's like, holy cow, we can get an opportunity to get some more football. And one thing I think is also underrated in what Kevin Warren has done is the way he's partnered with the networks that are broadcasting um, on Sundays all day long, the NFL, which is the powerhouse in television, it reminds me a little bit of what Vince McMahon pulled off by going to Fox and elevating, you know, the the whole exposure of that as well. I think that may be an underestimated part of what of what uh, Warren has done to get that type of spotlight on Sunday afternoon for your advertising for next week's game. Well, and he's, he has, uh, and that's a great point. Uh, I should mention on the advertising piece, if Amazon does this, then a big part of this is they can 
promote their Sunday game, their Saturday games on Thursday night football and vice versa. That's a big part of it. It's called, it's called the halo effect. You know, when you have, when, when networks had the national championship, they spend the whole season saying, don't forget to watch the national championship on, on uh, ABC or ESPN. Um, The other part of that, as you mentioned, the NFL and both Greg Sankey and Kevin Warren have sort of said it out loud now that the way it's structured, the SEC and Big Ten are, are like the NFL, AF, uh, AFC and NFC, if you will. And if you look what Kevin Warren did with this contract, they they own these windows now. They have a big noon window. They have a 3.30 window um, on NBC, or I'm sorry, on uh, on CBS, which you know is great for us, great for me, great for our company. Wow, Big Ten, uh, great to have them back. And then the late night, not the late night, the primetime window on NBC, which has been branded the Big Ten on Saturday night. This is a big deal. So what do we see on Sundays? We see Central Time, our Central Time. Right. You know, noon, three o'clock and um, primetime on Sunday. It's very, very much like the NFL now. I think that you're exactly right, that you're setting up the same kind of thing. And as we mentioned, Kevin Warren, his NFL background, said he would like to see that kind of model. And I think as well, you made another great point in terms of the cross-marketing and the advertising. You can follow the direct chain of what networks had what NFL package in the 90s and how their weekly ratings went. Um, you know, when NBC lost, when, when CBS lost the NFC to Fox, their programming during the week, the numbers went down. When they then took the AFC oh, yeah. away from NBC, yeah. their numbers went back up and NBC's went down. I mean, so so there's a that's what I think people don't understand is that you are buying a window every Sunday afternoon to promote during the week. So that's great. And, yeah. and there's nothing else that that was going to deliver that captive audience because, you know, look at the sports bars that have made billions of dollars over the years, because what do we do? We go eat after church and we go watch our favorite team or whatever. That's a, yeah, that's a great observation because what I realized in August when they announced that new deal is that, and they hammered it home. um, Nothing beats live college, live sports content, uh, on broadcast TV, on over-the-air TV. Uh, linear cable is still right there, but there is still something that reaches the masses better about um, over-the-air. And by over-the-air broadcast, I'm talking about the major networks, Fox, NBC, ABC, CBS. Um, ESPN's losing losing subscribers, but they're making it up you know, other ways, and they're still a giant. But there's still, that is still the mother's milk of the industry. And if you, if you can own that, you own a lot. And to your point that even during the week that it means ratings, um, the translation of it, it brands you as a big time entity, not that they weren't before, but if you've got, Hey, we're the network of the NFL, we're the network of the big 10. That means a lot. Yeah. I almost think the, um, you know, for a lot of people, you know, my age at 55 of seminal moment in, in TV watching was when Fox got, the you know the nfc it was all of a sudden their nighttime you know became a real thing because they were kind of like oh yeah well this happened um the other question i have to ask you is so i'm trying to sell to my wife how i have to work all day on saturday because (laughs) i have to watch the big 10 you know for 12 hours any tips on that because there's (laughs) there i get some sideways glances yeah. When I'm on the couch and let's say I've got, you know, a piece of pizza and I'm, and I'm like, honey, I'm trying to focus. 
<laughs> oh yeah. Oh, it's a strain. Listen, I'm not going to say it's easy. I, yeah, I you. do it now with, uh, when I'm not out, you know, for the country where, okay, how many screens can I get up? Um, I really like stat broadcast. I don't know if you guys yeah. see that it's, it's the, not the play-by-play, it's the box score on your screen yeah. of every game and it breaks it down. So you you know what people are doing in real time, which is something even the TVs can't give you because they're doing, they're doing mostly images um, and not stats. So yeah. And then uh, it's, and then you, you look up and go, Oh, it's midnight and it's the third quarter at USC and you go, Oh, sorry, honey. You know, <laughs> I'm working. I don't, I don't have any tips there. Right. <laughs> my, my wife just she just slowly just goes to bed, and I you know she knows uh-huh. two, two or three in the morning. Here I here I come. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, let's we'll see. Let's we'll see in January. Exactly. That's <laughs> hey, Dennis, well, then we, we, but but then it's college basketball. Right. Yeah. Like, yeah. I got more work. You know, there's just more work than I can do. I'm yeah. just one person, and that's worse for me, as you know. Uh, I'm, I'm a, I, I just don't sleep in March. I just I've given up a long time ago. Hey, Dennis, we don't want to take too much of your time, but it is great talking with you, and we hopefully you can uh, find some time in your schedule to come back and join us later on toward the end of the season, and uh, and let's talk some more. Really enjoyed it. Thanks, guys. All right. Thank you. Dennis Dodd. Be sure to give him a follow on Twitter, Dennis Dodd, CBSSports.com, and um, I, I I will tell you, I'm not just pandering to our guest uh it's the first place i go uh every day several times a day and and if it's a dennis dot article it's the first one that i read so and that's i've been doing that for about 15 years now dennis uh thanks again uh stay with us we're back with much more after this keep it here